0: Jesus Christ is our living hope, and we are loved beyond measure. As, uh, as I reflected on the Bible reading, I was just reminded how simple things really are. Love God as we are loved, and love each other. Someone in this community said, "Not, or maybe last year, they, they shared the image of coals in a fire, and when the coals go away they go out don't they but when all the coals are close together there's heat and warmth have a think of that imagery as I read the Bible reading today it's from Hebrews chapter 10 reading from verse 19 therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. We're going to speak the words of the Apostles' Creed, so I invite you to stand and declare these words together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay, you may be seated, and our today's theme is Life as Community, and we're going to be hearing from Pastor Finn Klein.
1: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, send us out in truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Amen. A Sermon on Community, who's heard one of those before? It comes around fairly often. That's right, I get the reaction of all three services now, that's good. Uh, And we think, oh, we've got it under control, we know that, we know community, everyone knows community, for goodness sake, we live in it. But I wonder sometimes if perhaps we don't understand it as well as we think and perhaps we don't do it as well as we should sometimes, in fact, if we think about even over the last 30, 40, 50 years, there's some easy ways to point out where we've um, lost a bit of a sense of community without ever realising it. And it starts with one horrible little room in your house the laundry. But you think, how can the laundry be uh, unhelpful for community? Well, what happened before we built laundries in our own homes? People used to go to the same place. They would gather together and the washing would be done with a big group of people. They'd talk and laugh and carry on and then they'd take their washing home. Now, when it comes time to do the washing, it's this little dark, dingy room in our home and we're kind of separated from everything. We've given up community and we've taken up doing everything in the privacy of our own home. And you think a little bit further, I love the TV. Before TV's had a multitude of channels and so many things that we could watch and be a part of, Come the end of the day, when parents were coming home from work and kids were home from school, everyone would in fact be out on the street. The kids would be riding up and down on their bikes and talking and laughing and carrying on together. Parents would be leaning over the fence or at least sitting on the porch and watching what's going on. We'd actually spend time, at the end of the day, surrounded by people. But now with the advent of TV and at least 30 channels free to air plus all the rest, it's much easier when we get... A little bit bored a little bit tired we'll just go in and we'll turn something on we don't even have to talk and we can be part of a conversation or so we think you know and so we switch off our part in connecting with people and we've replaced it kind of with the idea that by watching somebody else have a conversation it does the same thing and then you think uh, they're talking now that they don't even reckon we need dining room tables would you believe that the future of houses will be smaller dining rooms because nobody sits at the table and eats together? All right, we'll go sit in front of the TV all right, and that will entertain us. And then you think now with the advent of Netflix and Stan and all those Amazon Prime and the rest of it, you don't even sit and watch the TV together. Everybody grabs their own device and watches their own thing. And so we're disconnecting more and more. And so I'm not saying throw out your TV and and your washing machine and go back to the laundromat and whatever else, but isn't it interesting that whilst we've given up a sense of community as we've become more focused on individual things, we've never actually taken the time to replace it with something else. As we've been driven into uh, more segregated groups and and staying on our own, we haven't identified what we've been losing and replaced it with something else. In fact, what was filled with community... We kind of changed, and we decided we'd pursue other things to make up for it. I was um, watching or reading a study um, during the week. Two children. One was shown a TV ad, one wasn't. Then they go into the next room, and there's a child with the toy that was in the ad. And then there was another child. And so they bring these kids out one at a time, and they say, look, there's a kid over here, he's got a toy, and you can play with him, but I'm going to be honest he's a bit mean in fact if you go play with him he's probably not even going to let you touch the toy he's just going to treat you badly and you're not going to have any fun on the other hand this is other kid he's awesome like you'll have the best time if you go hang out with him guess what the one who watches the ads picks the toy right what's more important toy or community and we go oh those poor kids wake up um how many, how many ads on TV are directed to kids, and how many are directed to adults? Um, you know, like our whole, our whole world has been bombarded with these are the things that you need, and you can give up stuff to get these things, these material possessions, and this will be what community used to be. This will be the thing that gives you um, connection and meaning and purpose. And, and so we've replaced, I guess, a sense of community with the, the stuff that we collect. Just like the kid, incidentally, the child who hadn't seen the ad, always. I'm not going to play with someone who's mean. And so this study done with children, it was backed up. There was a town in America in the 50s and 60s. They sent doctors and scientists to this community because it was the most amazing community ever. In that community, no one had heart disease, heart attacks, depression, anxiety. They went in, okay, this, this community was just off the charts healthy ridiculously healthy and they so they sent all these professionals in to work out what it was going to be you know is it the water or the air or the diet what's going on that's making people here so healthy and flourishing and they tested the water and nope that's the same as anywhere else in america they tested the air and that was the same and they said well it must be the diet unfortunately it was an italian community which means smoked meat and pasta and of course far too much red wine (laughs) So, so everything they knew about diet, they would throw that out the window because their diets were probably on the scale worse than anywhere else. And, but these people outlived um, everyone and they had just this massive drop in any of the major health factors. Uh, interestingly, at the end of the 60s, that community went from outliving and outthriving every other community to being just like the rest. And they identified then what was going on. See, at the end of the 60s, instead of having four generations living in the home, they went back to two. Instead of having community gardens out the front where everyone was together and working, they put in swimming pools. Um, Instead of having their local community groups where they would just gather together on the odd occasion just to catch up with people, they all went their separate ways and started to play sport and do other things. They got segregated and they started to die. And the amazing thing is, even when the research came out, They didn't go, well, let's get rid of the pool. Let's put the garden back. You know, they didn't go back to those things that had proved to be healthy. Uh, The sense of community was lost. And so even at a practical level, it's easy to see that having a community means that we flourish as people. What's interesting about that is it's really hard to explain why if you go from a purely secular scientific level why do we crave community why does it have this benefit for us internally there's no good answer right some people say oh well it was because back when we were roaming on the serengeti and we're going to get eaten by lions and things like that you know we grouped together and that saved us okay that's survival but how does that relate then to flourishing because even animal groups when they have community they don't necessarily look after each other they beat each other up and throw each other out and all sorts of terrible things it's not a clear answer as to what's the deeper motivation but having said that as christians we do have an understanding of why why is it that when people are together and sharing life together and part of a community why does that somehow meet a deep need well we heard a little bit of it in our reading from the book of hebrews did you notice it starts off there was two senses since we have Confidence to enter the most high place which used to be a thing that only one individual could do but now it was open to everyone through the blood of Jesus and since we have a great high priest so again looking to God and what he's done for us so both relation to us and God let us draw near with the full assurance of faith and our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and being washed pure with water being faith, knowing that God is faithful in the promises there's no break there the writer immediately goes on and let us encourage one another to love and good works. What is it about the Christian faith that says that community is important? Is as we draw nearer to God, the immediate response should be drawing near to each other. Now, why is that? Why is that made so clear in this reading? It starts from the very beginning where we know that God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit existed in perfect community without us. So if you're going to define God and describe God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, perfect community, enjoying, loving and relishing the life that they had together. And he didn't need us for that to exist, right? The Trinity did not need people. It was perfect and complete in and of itself. And I even love the description in Genesis when God creates humanity. It is let us. Right, a community decision. Let us create humankind in our likeness. And so God, who did not need to expand his community, did not need us, chose us, created us to bear his likeness, to reflect who he is. And so that's why we hear in Ecclesiastes, when we're reading this morning, it started, there was a man who was alone, who had wealth. And for that time to describe somebody who had wealth, that's, you know, it's actually uncommon the average Joe didn't have wealth. And so even somebody who looked like that made it, you know, this rarity, who's working hard and he's got everything he could ever desire. And he says, what's the point? I've no one to share it with. And the writer even goes on, what a miserable business. For all that work, for all that hard labor and everything else to accumulate wealth and everything else, but because he was alone, it's classified miserable business because that's the opposite of what was described for us in god when he creates and invites us to be a part of his community and so we as christians then we say well why is community important because it's the essence and nature of god and you've probably heard a number of times people who say well i'm a christian but i don't need to go to church you go well wait a minute think that through I'm a Christian and I don't need a community. Okay, so Jesus actually endured isolation on the cross. You know, the only time in his existence, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus takes on perfect isolation, completely cut off from that community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, completely cut off. He endures that isolation to bring us collectively into, out of isolation and into his perfect community right that's the point to reconcile us as a group as God's people reconcile us back to him and you're saying you can exist in isolation that doesn't make sense does it in fact if you say I can be a Christian and not have a community And not be gathered around people. It kind of misses the point because the whole point is that God draws his people together to enjoy and to relish the community, the perfect community that he has and he extends to us. And so we say to grow in Jesus, to grow in the love and presence of God includes by necessity, by the nature of God, includes being part of a community. Of not being separated but of being connected into God and into each other as we experience and explore what it means to be members of his family and so what do we mean when we talk about a flourishing community what would it look like how would we describe it well the first thing I would say is a flourishing community that's growing in Jesus is one that reflects the nature of God right So if we say that God is love and he is gracious and he is forgiving, then what are those things that we hold at the core of our community, if not the same? So a community that flourishes in Jesus and grows in him is a community that is dedicated to the same plans and purposes that he has, of welcoming, of freeing, of forgiving and reconciling. And a simple test to to see if the community that we're a part of it is indeed something that we're a part of is how we describe it if, some, if somebody says are you a Christian do you say yeah I go to St. Michael's or I go to another church or do you say yeah I'm a part of like it's interesting if someone said you, you got a family yeah yeah I go to Andrew and Joanne's place in Geraldton that's my parents it didn't make sense did it Right? that's my parents I don't say I go to their house are you a parent, you're part of a family yeah yeah I go to a house it doesn't work right I'm a part of a family. These are my parents. These are my siblings. This is where I grew up. These are my experiences. We do that naturally when we talk about a family. And yet when we talk about being a part of the family of God, yeah, yeah, I go to church. I don't know. It seems a bit of a disconnect if you ask me in the way that we relate to the community that God has brought us into. When we learn as God's people to be humble and gentle with each other, Yeah, we are learning to be Christ-like. When we are forgiving, even when it's difficult in our community, that is being Christ-like. What does a flourishing community look like? It is one, ultimately, that reflects the nature of God in the way we live together. And so even if you're joining us live or you're here as visitors and... You love being a part of this service. That's great. But without a community of believers that you gather around, we're actually shortchanging the fullness of life with God. And we talked about that a little bit last week. We talked about growing in Jesus permeates every aspect of life. If we do not have a community where we're gathered in his name, where we encourage one another, as the writer to the Hebrew says, to love and good works, then we're actually not yet experiencing the fullness of what God intends for us. And if you're still not sure about it, you're still sitting there going, eh, yeah, okay, some, some benefit to community. Just think about that line. Encourage one another to love and good works. Um, can any of you describe or define love with a singular? Love is always in relation to something else, isn't it? except for one place when you define what love truly is, because God is love. So when we encourage one another to love and good work and we are encouraging each other to view the way we relate to each other as God relates to us. To build up, to encourage, to set free, to liberate, to all those things, right? And so even in the way we talk about loving we are immediately saying we need community and so as christians it's actually not just a good thing to have a community but it is the full expression of the love of god in our local community but when people look at us as christians they are looking at those who bear the image of god and who are conscious of their place in him Right? When people want to see God, Jesus said to his disciples, Love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. How are we defined as Christians in a world in which we live, in the community that which we are a part of? By the way we relate to each other. And you can't do that in isolation. So as God's people, the full expression of love results in Community. Connection, engagement, taking people from isolation and being cut off to experience and explore the reconciling, the bringing together love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. And then as these people being ambassadors, the Bible says, of reconciliation. Flying the flag, leading the charge at bringing people together. So how do you describe Community. How do you talk about it? What do you look for? What do you long for when you connect with people? May we, as God's people, look to and long for the reconciling love of our Lord who promises to bring us together. It gives us the full assurance that we can lean into trust in Him in all things. And as we do that, let us also encourage lift up one another towards love and good deeds that we as the local expression of the body of Christ may experience his love in community and share that with a world that is disconnected and disjointed but we all know longs for and needs and is made for life with God and with us in eternity forever. Let's pray. Loving Father we thank you that even though you didn't need to look outside of who you are, God, three in one, to find community and to find perfection, that you chose to bring us to life and to bring us into that relationship. We thank you for your son, whose death and resurrection has taken us from isolation and given us true community with you. We pray that as your people we may experience community and love and life together. Help us to grow more and more into you and more and more into life together as your people, your body, your family here in the place that you've called us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.